Okay, so all in all, let's summarize the previous, uh, the Satyagrahas that I covered in previous um, podcast. So, Indigo Revolt took place in 1859-1860, led by Digambar Biswas and Vishnu Biswas. Okay, and uh, it was about the forced, uh, I mean the peasants who were for, who were forced upon by the Europeans to cultivate indigo. Okay. And ended with uh, ended by the uh, Indigo Commission uh, recommendations of the Indigo Commission given to the government. Then coming to Eka movement of 1921-22, led by Madari Pasi and other low caste leaders. Okay, and was in the districts of United Provinces of Sitapur, Beharach, and Hardoi. Okay. And it was again uh, based on the peasant discontent. Then coming to Kisan Sabha movement of 1919-1922, led by Gauri Shankar Mishra, Indra Dvivedi and Madan Mohan Malviya. It was again about the vagaries of the uh, farmers and the movement ended with government repression and passage of the Avad Rent Act. Coming to Bardoli Satyagraha of 1928, led by Sadaw Vallabhai Patel, and uh, the rent was raised to 30% for the peasants, and finally at the end they came to 6.03%. Okay, so this was about uh, the movements. Now coming to... uh, National centers for aging. Okay, now these national centers for uh, aging have been set up under the National Program for Health Care of Elderly. Okay, now these are the geriatric care centers, means care for the elderly. And Government of India in January 2016 approved the establishment of two national centers for aging. One in Ames. Delhi and the other in uh, Madras Medical College, Chennai, under the tertiary level component of National Program for Health Care of the Elderly. Okay, now the three pillars functions of uh, these centers are health care delivery, training of health professionals, and um, research activities along with 200 bedded inpatient service. These centers will provide a state-of-art clinical care to the elderly population and should play a role, a key role in guiding research in field of geriatric medicine and related specialties. To open uh, UG and P, undergraduate and postgraduate courses also in uh, in the field of geriatric care. The basic objective is to upscale the healthcare activities at tertiary level so that the specialized healthcare can be given to the elderly as they suffer from higher prevalence of disease burden including multiple chronic diseases with disability and other mental health problems. The Prime Minister laid the foundation stone of National Centre for Aging at Ames in June. Coming to Atal Bhujal Yojana. Atal Bhujal Yojana is a scheme aimed at addressing the criticality of groundwater resources in the country. It aims to provide improved groundwater management in priority areas in the country through community participation.
Sorry for the previous disturbance. Okay, so starting from where I ended, uh, so Atal Bhujal Yojana aims at pro improving groundwater management and priority areas in the country. Now, what are these priority areas? These priority areas are uh, Gujarat, Haryana, Rajasthan, uh, Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh, uh, Karnataka, and Maharashtra. Okay, now this the scheme emphasizes community participation in groundwater management. It envisages active participation of communities in various activities such as formation of, of water usings, monitoring and dissemination ground water budgeting, preparing and implementation of advice, water security plans and information education and communication activities related to sustainable groundwater management. Now World Bank uh, is going to uh, uh, provide a loan for this this is a central sector scheme under the ministry of water resources river development and ganga rejuvenation okay the scheme has been implemented for a period of about five years from 2018 to 2023 with world bank assistance mm. now coming to an environment question okay so there is this flower named gloriosa superba which is the state flower of tamil nadu also called karthi gaipu or flame lily it is uh, it is a national flower of zimbabwe as well and is widely used in native medicinal compositions and in the treatment of gout and as a painkiller in allopathic medicines the chemical that it has that is colchicine is extracted from the seeds is used in treating joint pains and rheumatism okay now the plant is widely cultivated in tiruchi karur arialur dindigul namakkal irod and coimbatore districts in tamil nadu the tiruchi district uh, in tiruchi district plant is cultivated in more than 250 acres of land in Thuraiyur and Vayambadi areas. Cultivation of Gloriosa superba has started to spread in recent years because of its high demand, high rate of returns and resistant to vagaries of monsoon. Okay, now a kg of this flower costs a whopping 3420 rupees. Chemical colchicine is very helpful in treating joint pains and rheumatism. Okay. Now coming to zonal councils. So zonal councils are statutory and not constitutional. Remember statutory bodies established by an act of parliament that is States Reorganization Act of 1956. The act divided the country into five zones, northern, uh, western, eastern, southern and central and provided a zonal council for each zone each zonal council consists of home minister of the central government uh, who is the chairman of all the zonal councils chief ministers of all the states in the zones who in the zone who are uh, uh, appointed as vice presidents on a rotatory basis to other ministers from each state in the zone and administrator of each 
union territory okay now the vice chairman holds his office for a period of one year at a time now the zonal council aims at promoting cooperation and co coordination between states union territories and the center they discuss annotations regarding matters like economic and social planning linguistic minorities border disputes interstate transport and so on they are only deliberative and advisory bodies now other related information is that that northeastern states that is assam arunachal pradesh manipur mizoram tripura meghalaya and nagaland are not included in the zonal councils and their special problems are looked after by northeastern council set up under the northeastern council act 1972 the state of sikkim has also been included in the northeastern council uh after a notification after uh, the implementation of northeastern council act 2002 and then a notification was issued to add sikkim into the northeastern council okay now coming to a discrete topic of civil services so it is about uh, the it is about civil services history so lord cornwallis is known as the father of civil services in india he introduced the covenant civil services that is the higher civil services which were different from the uncovenanted civil services which were the lower services in 1800s lord wellesley set up the fort william college for training of new recruits okay in 1806 Wellesley's college was disapproved by court of directors and instead East India College was set up at Haileybury in England to impart two years training to the recruits in 1878-79 lord lytton introduced the statutory civil services consisting of 16 of covenanted posts for indians of high families through nominations by local governments subject to approval by the secretary of state and viceroy but the system failed and abolished so lord lord cornwallis was the father of civil services they were divided into two covenanted covenant and high, uh, uncovenant in 1800 lord wellesley set up say, uh, the williams fort william college for training of uh, new recruits in 1806 it was disapproved by court of directors instead east india college was set up in haileybury in london to impart two years education okay cornwallis was the father of civil services lord wellesley set up fort william college for training and then in 1878 79 lord lytton introduced statutory civil services consisting of 1/6 of covenanted posts for indians to be nominated by the local government and subject to approval by secretary of state and viceroy now one discrete point is that global democracy index was in published by international institute for democracy and electoral assistance assistance idea and it attempts to assess the state of democracy in world by looking at the trends in democratization of from 1975 to 2017 it covers a series of important indicators for the report which include representative government fundamental rights checks on the government impartial administration participatory engagement now the report also puts indian democracy as moderately well 
and it recognizes the positive role of election commissions uh, systematic voters education for electoral participation program okay and role of independent judiciary and civil society however there has been a significant dip in the country's record on civil liberties personal integrity and security freedom of association media integrity gender equality and basic welfare so india has um, been progressing on independent judiciary and role of civil society and the positive role of election commissions uh, systematic voters education for electoral participation program okay so this is it this is the end of the questions